what's going on, people? This is your boy, Mr. Callens. And uh, I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Player Podcast. Um, you know, this right here, this new episode I got is going to, you know, open up a little bit. But, you know, this one is going to be entitled uh, Therapy. So just listen in, you know what I'm saying? Tell me your thoughts in the comment section. Um, and I would love to, you know, just hear what your thoughts are. And, uh, yeah, here we go. crazy crazy year man you know this year that basically I could have lost my life I basically almost did lose my life coming off of a year before a year after actually I graduated from college and you know leaving from Montana to come back home to Seattle was something I had to get used to again because I was in Montana for four years and you know just readjusting to life and trying to find my place and what I wanted to do right now no fault of anyone's own in the story that I'll tell you now granted I come back home living uh, arrangements were kind of dire you know living with parents um, and also had a, a relative that lived with me as well now, I won't name this relative just because it's no concern of yours or also um, just doesn't need to be out there in the world like that. But people that really know me know kind of the story. Now, coming back home from college, living where I lived, it was kind of tough. We have mom, dad, me, and relative. So in... Uh, I think at this time, a one-bedroom. It's crazy, right? Now, having that happening, you would imagine people getting kind of sick of each other, right? And that's what's taking place. So people are getting irritated daily, small room, not a lot of space. So, you know, in the course of this, me and a relative always would fight. This relative has some mental issues um, that I would tell people, but for some reason, people thought I was over-exaggerating or not really wanting the person to be with us. I just felt the person didn't need to be there. You know, when you have three lucid adult human beings in one place, but then the fourth one isn't all the way there and just has issues that are known and present. So, anyways, the day of my interview back, I think it's August 2011, you know, it was on a Friday, yeah, me and my cousin, we're going to the mall after my interview because I felt great. Now, let's catch up that before me going to the mall, coming home from the interview, you know, me and a relative get into an argument, just about some stuff in general, about kitchen and everything, and, you know, um placement of certain things that we've had in the kitchen and not messing with each other's things. So I go to the mall with my cousin uh, because he wanted to get out and, you know, get into town, get in some action. Me and my cousin will always do that and go kick it, right? So we go kick it for a couple hours, come back, you know, parents are out and a relative's still there. 
I come back home and I'm not knowing that my nephew at the time was sleeping on the couch because when you walk in immediately to the left is a couch and it's like what all black people have on couches it's one of those L-shaped couches that has like a long um, part of the couch that you can kick your feet up and everything on don't know what it's called you'll probably correct me in the comment section anyways which is fine anyways so I, I didn't know he was passed out sleep on the long part of the couch so I go into the kitchen to get um, something to drink and at this time my relative um, is watching TV but not in the manner that normal motherfuckers will watch TV TV's off you know what I'm saying and he's just looking at the screen and I'm like the fuck but he does it often so I'm like alright whatever go in the kitchen you know what I'm saying and boom find out one of my things is gone in the trash can and I'm like oh but we just talked about this so as you'd imagine we get into arguments which you've done before cussing back and forth telling them man stop touching my shit bro you know what I'm saying and whatever we're going back and forth arguing he's like I didn't touch your shit I told him he did, you know what I'm saying? And we go back and forth just on some stupid shit, you know? And usually when we do this, it just dies, right? You know, boom. It just is what it is. I go in my room and he sits in the living room and do what he does. Anyways, we argue for a minute and then I go in my room. Get undressed and shit, change into my shorts and all that and my t-shirt and it bothers me still because I'm like, fuck, it's irritating. So I go back out, re-engage the argument, which I probably shouldn't have, but I did. Yeah, feel me? Go back, arguing. Still like, man, you shouldn't touch my shit. Boom, boom, boom. And you know what's funny? Why people do boom, boom, boom? I don't understand that. People think boom, 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 and then they just go into like, you know what the hell boom, boom is. Whatever. Tangent. Random. But we get an argument. That happens. And at this point, it shifts. He does something different than what he usually does when we argue. He's like, man, I told you I didn't touch your shit. He's like, man, what's up? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he's about to get into some action. Okay, what's happening there? What's up, boy? I told you to stop touching my shit. So he gets up. And mind you, at this time, I'm in the kitchen part where it's like the open doorway. There's no door to the kitchen, but it's like the opening of it, right? He's on the far side of the couch. So we're sharing jabs back and forth, but then he says, what's up? And he's walking towards me. Granted, now again, he always has baggy clothes, wears baggy clothes, never wears a belt or anything really. So he's always fiddling with his pants or his clothing, pulling him up. Or he has like always has change or what, just hella shit in his pockets. Me didn't think anything of it because that's just normal things that he would do. So you know what I'm saying? We get face to face, and I'm thinking, oh, it's about to go down. That's, what's happening? It's about to go down, face to face. Then he swings, right? Now in my mind, I'm like, oh, he swings. So I put my left hand up, about to block the punch. He didn't connect, but he connected and hit me in my neck. I'm just like, oh, boom, yep, he didn't hit me in the face, whatever. So I grab him, pick him up, throw him on the couch. You know, feel me? Now, again, let's go back where I said nephew was asleep on the couch. In my mind, 
I forgot all about that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even know he was really there. So my nephew's standing up at this time. I guess he wakes up. Still, I didn't realize he's even there until the fact that I have relative linked over a couch. You know what I'm saying? Feet on the upper part of the couch and his back's on the bottom part. And I'm bent over the uh, couch having him pinned down, you know? And for some reason in my mind, I'm like, Saul, man, something's not right. Because I look at my left forearm and I'm like, there's a gash. I'm like, damn, what the hell? It's like a long gash on my left forearm by my tattoo. So for me, I'm like, man, that's crazy. Then again, when I look at it, I'm like, boom. Let me look. Uh, let me look back in the kitchen because why do I have this gash? I look back. I see a long ass knife about, man, six inches on the floor. And it's like the one with the black hammer that you like buy at Walmart or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But it's a long, long uh, knife, about six inches, like I said. So I look, and at this time, I realize my nephew's standing up. So, because I'm bleeding, right? And I'm like, bro, this nigga just stabbed me? I look down at him like, bro, you just stabbed me, bro? And he's like, I told you. I told you, man, stop messing with me. And I'm like, what? And then again, with all the anger and adrenaline pumping, you know what I'm saying? That's just pushing out more blood from my arm but when I bent over as you'd imagine my angle I feel blood coming from my upper part of my neck and I'm like what in the world's going on so with my right hand I go you know to start feeling on my neck and I tell my nephew I'm like bro this nigga to stab me and I feel like a long gash like I would say man like nine or ten inches long from by my ear to like the left end part of my shoulder blade and I'm like no this nigga stabbed me I grab my right hand and my hand almost goes so deep into my neck it's by like the middle portion of my fingers I'm like what and my nephew's like yeah man you're bleeding you're bleeding I'm like bro this nigga just stabbed me so now I'm in a mode where, boom, he stabbed me. All I think about, boom, my nephew's right there. I got to get my nephew out, family. So I'm like, I'm like, get him. I was like, nephew, bro, call 911. I just been stabbed, bro. And my nephew gets on the phone. In my mind, it's protection mode. Because now, cat just stabbed me. He can go after my nephew. I don't know what's happening. You know what I'm saying? So I still have him pent. My nephew goes outside the door. And... You know, I follow behind my nephew, but again, he wouldn't let me go. You know what I'm saying? Relative wouldn't let me go. And I still have him pent. So I'm like, bro, get off me, bro. And I do a huge swing to connect and kind of hit him in the face. But at the same time, hit his arms off me. My shirt rips. Had a white shirt on, shirt rips, whatever. You know? And then we get out. Boom. We're still, now we're walking down the stairs. The way I, where I live, the way it was set up, you know what I'm saying? You walk down the stairs, you have to still do kind of a loop to even get by the cars. So, you know, we get to the bottom of the stairs. I'm hysterical. I'm like, man, I just been stabbed. It was just crazy. Now, nephew's gone right in front of me on the phone with 911. So we walk around. He left his keys, bro. I'm like, nephew, where we got to go to, to uh, the hospital? He's like, 
I ain't got my keys on me. I'm like, man, I ain't got my keys either. Cars are parked right next to the house. I'm like, bro, fuck. I'm like, all right. So let's just go. Let's just keep walking. You feel me? Now, let's pause there. Crazy thing, y'all. Think about it. You've seen those movies, right? Where, you know what I'm saying? Um, a scene where people are fighting or somebody gets shot or stabbed or something like that. But it's like silent and nobody's out there. And you feel like you're in a bad dream. It's crazy, right? So it's like silent. But at the same time, it's like five, six in the afternoon. It feel like. Because I'm coming from the mall with Cuddy. And, you know, I was having a good time that day. So it's silent, bro. Just me and my nephew. And it's never silent where I'm where I'm at, you know, in the in the in the complex I was at, you know, the hood sorta. Of. So it's never really silent like that. But just imagine nobody out there. Big ass complex, right? So me and nephew, let's go back to the story. Me and nephew walking around, he's on the phone with 911. As you'd imagine, if you lose that much blood, you just don't know what's going through your mind. You just have so much going on. But the only thing I can really focus on is my nephew to make sure relative don't come back to try to either A, finish the job, or B, you know what I'm saying, also get out of my nephew. Because with a psychotic break like that, bro, you don't even know what's happening, right? So we're we're walking, and it's crazy, man. Let me talk about silent, bro. Nobody's doing nothing. So as we getting closer to, like, the roundabout where it curves off and goes towards kind of the office, the leasing office, I'm getting lightheaded. I'm losing so much blood, yo. I had a white shirt on, right? At the end of it, man, I'm pulling clumps of blood off me. Like, I'm really just grabbing it and throwing it on the ground. At this point, it's, like, thick, turning, like, yellow, like, because it's coagulating, right? It's like lasagna, bro. It's crazy, right? So I'm walking, and I'm like, nephew, bro, tell the ambulance they gotta hurry up, bro. I'm I'm fading, man. I'm fading fast. I can feel it. And it's crazy. So I, 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 I'm kind of getting dizzy. And and uh, 911's, you know, 911 is crazy. They always try to tell you, calm down, calm down. But you know how hard it is to calm down when you're in the moment, man? You can't really calm down. The adrenaline is too much. It's pumping. You can't really calm down. You're just in it. You feel me? And I'm freaking out, bro. And I'm as I'm walking, I hear relative on the balcony, you know what I'm saying? And he's like, I told you, I told you, I'll get you, man, I told you. And I'm like, I look back, and it's crazy because he's looking right at right at me and my nephew. So I'm like, fuck, bro, I'm leaking. I can't do anything. If he comes back, bro, I'm, you know what I'm saying, I'm done for because I'm leaking, bro. I mean, I can try to protect my nephew at the, you know, the best I can. And I'm like, nephew, bro, hurry up and get in front of me, man. Let's, let's, get, let's get going. Relative... He's down the stairs now, boom, walking towards us. And I'm like, man, this guy is crazy, bro. He has a knife still in his hand. I'm like, no way, this is crazy. So we're walking, and then out of nowhere, family, I see the, um, you know how security guards and complexes have the little golf cart, right? He's in the golf cart. He He's driving up, I guess. In my state of mind, as I told you, I felt like there was nobody out there. Nephew told me later on after everything took place, he's like, bro, everybody was, you know, everybody was out there. They were seeing what was going on. And I was like, really? I thought I was quiet. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that ever happened. Just like it felt like tunnel vision, I guess. I feel like nobody else existed besides us three. You feel me? But yeah, 
uh, security guards come up, you know what I'm saying, and um, try to detain my relative. And they do. They draw on them. You know what I'm saying? They draw the gun on them. Or I think it was a, a stun gun or something. They drew gun on them. Whatever. You feel me? But at this time, I'm like sitting down, like going in and out. Like I'm passed out basically in the bushes, bro. Because I couldn't even stand up. I lost so much blood. I passed out, family. And all I remember, bro, when the ambulance came, it was crazy. Let's pause right there. Think about it. You know, you heard those stories, right? When people were talking about, like, how they, when they died and all this, or when they felt like they were about to pass away, the, you know, their life flashed before their eyes. I mean, it's crazy. I don't think it ever really happened to me, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I seen everything live, you know what I'm saying, going. And the only thing I really was thinking about at the time was me and my nephew making sure he was safe because I didn't want a relative to, you know, get my nephew, right? It's just crazy, bro. And just I never seen my life flash before my eyes. Just never did. And I'm going to tell you about me dying in this next part. So let's go back. Now, I'm sitting down and I'm passed out at this time in the bushes, right? And because I couldn't, I just couldn't stand anymore, man. I just fell out, whatever, right, so, ambulance comes, and I'm on the stretcher, now, this is the crazy part, you've ever, you know, I'm on the stretcher, and the ambulance and everything, um, they're all working on me, right, and have the oxygen thing, mask on my face, and um, they're talking to me, they're like, man, stay with us, you know, you're okay, and, you know, they're just talking to me about just what's ha- what, what happened, who to call, and all that stuff, right? So I'm kind of having a conversation with them. But I get in the ambulance, and it's just crazy. Like, I, we're starting to take off, and we're driving. And out of nowhere, like, it just felt like I was about to die. And I can kind of feel it, man. Like, I'm laid up in the ambulance, hands crossed, looking up, you know? And I see the two ambulance people working on me, they lean forward, you know what I'm saying, talking to me, and they're like, stay with me, stay with me, and I'm just telling them, man, I don't want to die, man, I don't want to die, bro, and they're like, you're not going to die, you're not going to die, a couple minutes into it, um, you know, as we're still riding to the to the hospital, it's crazy, because I can feel it, and when you're about to die, or when you're just, I mean, about to pass out, or whatever, it gets silent, you know, and if it's crazy, it felt like like a dream, but you know it's not a dream, it's reality, right? Because you're sitting, I'm, I'm laid up, looking up in the sky, and I can hear everything, but I can't move. It's like I'm paralyzed. So as I'm looking up, you know what I'm saying, I can hear them saying, we're losing them, we're losing them. They're like, stay with me, Saul, stay with me. And I'm like, I'm not responding to them. I think I am in my mind, but I'm really not. So it's crazy, bro. And I'm losing air at this time. I'm fighting for air. Now, remind you that, I want to remind you that I have the oxygen tank right now, the oxygen mask on me, and and they're giving me oxygen. But in my mind, you ever been hit in your stomach or ever feel a certain way where you feel like you lost your air and you're fighting for air 
you know, you, you, when you're fighting and you're swinging and you're like, <laughs> you're trying to fight for air, right? Because you got the wind knocked out of you. That's what I felt like because I'm laid up, hands still crossed, but I'm fighting for air. I think I'm swinging or trying to grasp for air, not moving. Crazy. So as I'm fighting for air, I'm taking my breath, very, very minimal uh, amounts of breath, trying to, you know, live. I'm fighting for my life right now. And I remember they're like, we're losing them. The last time they said that, bro, I took my last gasp. And at that moment, like, still didn't know life flash before my eyes or anything like that. It was just silent, bro. And at that moment, that's when I was dead, y'all. I died on the way to the hospital. I was dead for five minutes. Let that sink in. I never told a lot of people about this story. I told a couple people, you know what I'm saying? But to just even broadcast it right now, this is why I titled it Therapy because I feel like everybody just needs to know and I just want to get it out there, you feel me? But being dead, man, for five minutes, and the people that I did tell, they were like, man, how do you know, how did you feel, you know, I mean, knowing that or, you know, it must have been scary. But I told them all of it. Like, it was the best sleep I've ever had. That's crazy. I'm talking about out of all of this taking place, that's the only thing I can recall it. It was just like peace. Yes, I was fighting for air at the time. The last breath I took, it was peaceful, bro. I was laid out and I was just, I was felt like I was asleep. I was knocked out. Now, back when... This happened in 2011. Now, mind you, I have a lot of shit going on at this time. You know what I'm saying? And when I'm dead for that fifth minute, boom, I wake up, right? I wake up to the double doors opening. No, no. Actually, peel back, peel back. I died the second time. Let's go back to the second time. Because that's what I want to make sure you know. There was two times that basically I was dead. For the first five minutes, I wake up because they had to pull to the side on the highway. They pull over on the highway and they basically were telling me, they were like, man, we lost you for a minute there. That's when I freaked out. I was like, wait, what? They're like, yeah, we lost you, man. And I was like, what the fuck? So I, in my head, I'm freaking out. I'm like, what? They're like, man, I'm glad you're back. We lost you. Because they had to pull over on the highway to try to revive me. So I'm back. You know what I'm saying? And it felt a short amount of time that I was back. But I was back for maybe about 10 to 15 minutes or whatever. And I'm alive. And, and I I don't know. I mean, at that moment, I don't really know how I felt. But they, you know, get back on the freeway and driving again. But then I'm gone again. Because that's I, I knock out again now. Granted, I thought that I was out sleep, but they said I, I flatlined again. I flatlined twice. I wake up at the hospital through the double doors. Just like every other show, TV show you've seen or movie, boom, you wake through the <clears throat> you break through the double doors, ambulance and all that, right? 
and then the, the doctors run up and like, what do we have? And then the ambulance like, we have this male patient, da, 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 right? <laughs> they had the whole little spiel. But I remember the lady running up to my gurney and she's like, she's like, oh, hey, bring him to the uh, ICU. Let's go um, get it, you know, get him going or whatever. <clears throat> so they pull me on the, on the stretcher. I take me off the stretcher and put me on the bed or whatever. And then they go to work and basically they patch me up and I'm in the ICU. I was in the ICU for like five days. But just imagine that shit playing out and dying, man. That's just crazy, ain't it? Just stories like that. You know, they always told me, you know, hey, Saul, man, you know, you should have therapy and, you know, talk to somebody about it. And I never did. A lady, I think, sat with me for like a couple minutes or whatever and tried to, you know, talk to me. But most people that know me, I'm really kind of to myself about my emotions and shit. I don't really like telling, you know, people my, my story just because it's private, man. You know, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if I open up too much, it becomes vulnerable and then people can actually take that and hold it against. I, I, you know, it sucks that, that people do it, but I just don't want to be vulnerable to anybody. You feel me? And it just is what it is. But I feel like today I had to just open up, you know, and tell people what was going on and just tell you, you know what I'm saying? No matter what you go through in life, you know, everything is a lesson. And how you take that and how you actually, you know, bounce back is the bigger reward in life. It's just crazy, um, you know, and I keep pushing forward and try to forgive but I ain't gonna lie to you family for the first year that I was you know re- rehabilitating and just getting over it and rehabbing my left shoulder I was on some real like murder shit man like I felt like I was money Mitch and paid and paid in full when he was just like I'm about to be on some real murder shit eh you know what I'm saying? Like, if I told everybody, everybody in my family, people thought I was crazy, too, for the first year. I was like, bro, if I see relative, whatever, I'm dumping on them or I'm, I'm going to kill him. Cat's just like, bro, don't don't talk like that. I was like, bro, what? Cat was trying to really kill me, fam. Like, he killed me. Like, I, I flatlined twice, fam. Like, nigga was after my life, bro. So why would I not, you know what I'm saying, be on some murder shit? I didn't even care about the consequences. You know, it took... The whole year, bro, until I was just like, you know, I have a son and I was just like, man, why am I, why would I even risk that? You know what I'm saying? Risk my relationship, my my son and my family just to try to kill somebody that, yeah, they try to kill me, but you know, karma's a motherfucker, man. And, you know, God, you know, has, has a, a way of showing you, you know, why you're here. And, you know, what's your purpose? Now, everybody has a purpose in life, man. And I started this podcast on some real fun and game type shit. But at the same time, I just feel like right now at this portion of my life, just where I'm at right now, bro, just honestly, at this moment, it felt like I needed to share it with y'all. And it's raw and it's it's unedited, bro. And just, it's just unfiltered. It just is what it is. And this is my life. And this is a part of what took place in my life to put me where I'm at, you know? And this is me. 
But I want to, you know, I want y'all to be open, you know, with, with one another and just, you know, the people that you're closest with. I mean, even if you felt like, you know, you want to hold it in because you don't think people will get you or understand you, you know what I'm saying? Or just whatever in life, you just feel like you you have to hold it on. Holding on to it, man, does more damage to you than just letting it out. Getting it off of your shoulders, bro, feels so great. Like, I feel good just telling y'all about this. And again, it's raw. It's unedited, man. So I may have fumbled on it. And, you know, I may have, you know, messed up in some of the delivery and it may not be perfect. But the good thing about it is nothing in life is perfect. Everything is ever-changing and everything has flaws to it. It's just how you perfect it or practice it to actually make it better. You can't make it perfection, but you can definitely edit it and, you know, critique it and and always improve. There's always improvement in life. You feel me? And that's just where I'm at, bro. And I hope you all take this and, you know, just share something close, you know, something private with one of your close friends and family members that you haven't shared yet. I mean, I promise you, you feel a lot better. I do, you know. It just takes one story to change another person's life or influence somebody to do something else or, you know, not do something, even if they had something in mind that they were going to harm themselves or do something destructive. Your story may have took them off that path, you feel me? Just share. You never know how you're going to impact somebody's life. And I hope with this story, I mean, just, you know, take it. And however you take that, if it changes you or if it just makes, you know, just hearing it feel better about how your life is going or, you know, how somebody else's life that you know about, you can give them advice about what you've just heard. That's fine with me, man. I'm just here living South Seattle 206 man Seattle Saul this is me thank you for listening to this this is therapy for me man I appreciate y'all